0: It's time once again for Ask Manson, starring America's favorite answer man, Charles Manson. Our first letter comes from Ronald Garner from Syoss New York, who writes, Dear Mr. Manson, how come the muffler on my 1954 Chevy
1: keeps making a hissing sound? Hiss, hiss, hiss. That's my sound. That's the sound of me. I'm out there. I'm inside your muffler. You don't like it, but that's too late. I already got inside. I don't shut up. They, they try to shut me up, but I'm a big mouth like Martha Ray. I'm a Bing Crosby fan. I'm not a Beatle fan. I got friends out there. They got ice picks, and they're going around. You, when you hear me, you better... I'd check your muffler's seal.
0: Ask Manson was brought to you by Happy Children's Toys. Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman
2: and Jason Smith.
0: Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman.
2: All right, huzzah! Welcome to a new episode. I'm sorry, that just that was that was. I'm stuck at home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, this guy. Yes, yes, that's my sound. I'm in your shit on me. Yeah, that was Crazy Charlie we saw. Yeah. Rodenkirk was doing Crazy Charlie for a minute. He's like, I'm a Bing Crosby fan. I'm not a Beatles fan. <laughs> um, what happened? I, Where is I, that
0: from? Well, so there's two things. One, um, I'm trying, you know, I don't like the 30-second countdown being in front of our show because it just it it's just not us. But I All want, right. you know, I need something to kind of count it down. So I thought this might be a funner way to do it. This is one of my favorite sketches. One of my favorite sketches from uh from the Ben Stiller show back in 92.
2: Oh, the best. Yeah. The best. You see, we got to mind that show more.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's a great show. There's some of the funniest things that I've ever seen on that show. And one of, there's only a couple of these ask Mansons. And then there's this other one that I'll show you later um, where Manson is Lassie. Uh, that's really funny too. Uh, but uh, between this and there was a, there's like a cops and. um, cops in egypt that was really funny there's a it's a it's a great show of just really silly fun 90s stuff but i this just because we've been doing so much helter skelter stuff i've been i've been running around the house uh for the last couple of days going hiss 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 that's my Sam. you don't like it but it's too late so you've been i'm in you your mother's thing
2: yeah. I'm, in your muffler. <laughs> I'm in your muffler. I mean, did Oden, who wrote that? Did Stiller write that? Like, Oden I Kirk think Odenkirk
0: that? had to have written that. It, it feels very Odenkirk.
2: Right, and no one knows. By the way, notes. No one knows who Odenkirk is at this point. Nope. I don't even nope. think he has the Bill uh, Bob and uh, what's no, show? No,
0: this is way before all that stuff. This is this is before the Bob and uh, the Cross, uh, David Cross show? Yes, Bob and David. Yes, cool. Bob and David, which I loved. Mr. This show. Is- this is Gar. This is Garofalo. This is Andy Dick. This is, uh, yeah.
2: This is pre Reality Bites.
0: Yep. Yeah. Oh, very pre. This is ninety two. This yeah. is the first thing you've ever seen Ben Stiller on. This is before he's even like guest starring and stuff. This is this is what, right his after, own
2: show. He ben was a writer Stiller
0: for show. SNL, right? And so this is where this comes from. And um, yeah, and Dino Stamatopoulos from Satur- um, Starburns was writing for the show, and that's how he met Dino. And all those guys are actually knew Dino from school. But yeah, it's
2: so crazy. This whole yep. thing. It's like, and you know, someone's it's like, is anyone keeping track of all this stuff?
0: I mean, not really. It's like, it's like finding old episodes of the state, you know, uh, it's, it's a little <laughs> bit tough. You can, there's all this stuff that's out there, but it's, you know, people forget about all the comedy that's out there, um, from the, that era.
2: Well, that's kind of what I mean. It's like, you know, <laughs> it feels like there's no one like, uh, I know there's people who keep like the annals of of cinema or comedy history and things, but all these connections, it's like, it's like the guest that we have today with stats, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. all these different connections that are through this. You're like, oh, Dino met Ben on this thing. And that's where these relationships formed. Who's keeping the tabs on all that stuff? Because that's the interesting stuff to me. It
0: is. It's, it's, it's really interesting. I think it's all just held down by all the stories. I mean, if you look through. How these things kind of traverse through from this to the Dana Carvey show to Conan O'Brien to all this stuff and, and just see how these people all kind of expanded out of these these small universes. It would it'd be very fascinating to analyze the genealogy of, of comedy.
2: Oh, yeah, no, that's that's I actually would like to see that someone's going to do a book on it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are books, but it's going to be a thing now that we talked about it. <laughs> I just brought it back to us. Right, okay, so we're here on a Friday. This is um, this is our weekend. I used to not have a weekend. Do you know that, Jason? No, I did not know that. Before we started the show, I never had a weekend because I, I just, you know, I, I worked all the time, but I work from home, right? So it right. was different than having a have an hour of content every day like we do and then having the weekends off. I never had that. I was like, I wrote when I want. I, you know, as right. long as I made my deadline, it didn't really.
0: Every day was a, both a weekday or a weekend, depending on what you wanted to do, but it wasn't scheduled and set.
2: Yeah. Quarantine is terrible. Corona is terrible, but it didn't adjust my life all that much. Right. You know, I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, I just got to basically, When was the last time you were out, Cliff? Uh, Ralph's? <laughs> Three days ago? Four, I don't know. I, I don't know. Actually, right. Let me check. And then I'd have to see if I had a way to even check.
0: Oh, that's funny. When it
2: was less than Anyway, I digress because why I say this is not random. It's because I wish someone would keep track of my shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i want someone to keep track of my shit the way this guy warred right warred Seeger, our next guest from parrot analytics keeps track of what people watch right and you're the stats geek oh hey linda hey jason's mom Wait, go ahead
0: jason oh, nothing, I, was saying, geek, I'm, I'm... So I
2: want you to dig, dig in a little on this okay absolutely. Ward on and start talking numbers right. and how this game is being rigged or not rigged
0: all right let's do it hey warred
1: hey. Hey, guys. Siegel, nice
2: analytics. How you doing?
1: Doing well. Doing well. How are you guys doing?
2: Very, very well. Very Thanks good. for being here, my man.
1: No problem. No problem. Uh, you know, sometimes some so, of us have weekends. Some of us don't have weekends. It's all the same now, man. That this world is <laughs> uh, upside down right track. now. That's right. I just
2: need someone to keep track of all the stuff I do because it seems like one big haze. That's
1: right. That's, That's all, right. Except for
2: the show. It differentiates my day. All right. I I just want to ask the first question. I took notes for this because this is important. First of all, I I didn't need to take notes for this question. I'm just going (laughs) to lead it off. What's the biggest show in the world right now?
1: The biggest show in the world right now is the Umbrella Academy.
0: Aha. Jason, did Mm. you know that? I had no idea. No. What what did you guys think it was?
1: What did you guys think it was? If I had to guess, I'm... How about, how about this? this? Tell, me, yeah. tell me what the next four are. I'll tell you what the top <laughs> right now. Oh, this
2: guy's cocky. What do you, what do you, I like him a
1: What do you think? What do you think?
2: All right, Jason, you go uh, and I'll well, say yeah. it. I'll go.
1: I end the world, right? Like, this is this is counting every... This is like the US. This, this is China. This is India. This is everywhere on the planet. On planet I mean, Earth. The Umbrella Academy is
2: shows. number one out of seven
1: billion, whatever. That's home. right. That's right. Number oh one on the planet.
2: So... Okay. So, RuPaul...
1: Nope,
2: not even on the not even on mm-hmm. the radar.
1: No, top ten. Ozark. No, I mean uh, the, the, one of the shows is close to close to home for you guys. Rick and Morty. Oh, Rick and Morty. Okay. Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: that's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is yeah. really interesting. Oh, just give it to us because we have no idea. All We're right. not even so, find knowledge. so the top
1: Go. five shows: The Umbrella Academy, Game of Thrones is still as of today the second most popular TV show on the planet, right? <sighs> for something that's ended already right like the amount of interest and demand that that title has around the world is absolutely ridiculous uh, the 100 the 100 stranger things and marvel's agents of shield oh really agents of shield is
0: still yeah. that popular It's canceled, it doesn't, the one well yeah, well it's it, it's still it's the last season was this, this year but it's right. never been that popular in america it seems like that one's not a huge
1: one's that's here right. That's right. And so, actually, if you, if, you look at the, if you look at the US charts, right? So, out here in the US, you've got the Umbrella Academy, still number one, right? Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants is the second <laughs> most popular TV show in the US right now. Um, so, the lockdown may have had something to do with that. Um, in the US so here, now,
2: we're just, we're, we're now. Here, here's,
1: here. here's the interesting thing, right? Number mm-hmm. three, and you guys might like this, you may not know this, but it's My Hero Academia. It's, a, it's an anime. It's a Japanese anime that's actually, as of today, right, in the last 24 hours, because the data is always changing, right? Like what's popular today may not be popular tomorrow and what have you. But over the last 24 hours, My Hero Academia is the third most popular TV show in the United States. Oh, wow. Right? And then you've got Stranger Things, and then you've got The Legend of Korra, which is another animated title, right? Uh, That's Avatar, which is uh, originally a Nickelodeon title. That's, yeah. Yeah, my daughter (laughs) is making
0: me watch uh, all of Avatar actually right now because it came on netflix and so that's right we're on our we're on episode seven right now i've learned about the earthbenders yeah i've got it all yeah i got it it's a beautiful example yeah go
1: ahead no i just want to say
2: before we deep dive just do me a favor give our listeners our stuck in homies as well the what what is it parrot analytics does what do you do why are you an expert at this and then let's get back into this so
1: basically we measure the popularity of tv show that's the simplest way to put it right and in this day and age it's really hard to figure out what's popular because as we're talking about like some shows are off air they're not even airing new episodes right now so the traditional method of figuring out what's popular that is you know the ratings the tv ratings no longer scale and cover what where people are right now which is you know that's nielsen right yeah is
2: kind of out the window
1: yeah you know and but all the you know the the, what we've used just as a society over the last 60 years to figure out what people are watching right uh it's no no longer works because i now can watch netflix and amazon and hbo max and you know and and by the way like if, if if a tv show isn't even available I can just go and pirate it. Like I can just go and find out like an online streaming website where I can watch it. and you know, hundreds of millions of people do these days, you know, these days. And right. so the so consumer how do you is figure in power right mind. Yeah, is like
2: kinda... that's
1: right. And so, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of information. So our simple thesis is that we live in an attention economy where you vote with your time. So if you think of how, like that between the three of us here, how do we interact with a TV show, right? So if you tell me, hey, watch out this new TV show, I think you'll like it. First thing I do is I'll pull out my phone like, and I'll Google it, right? And after I do that, I might go watch a trailer on YouTube, right? And then I see, hmm, I may, may like it. Let me go check it out on IMDb or something, you know, like to see see what other people think. I may go on social media, see what my friends, my family think about it and so on. This is all before I even decide to watch. It. I'm expressing what we call demand for that title. And so what we do at Parrot is we measure demand for content. We measure global audience demand for content. These are people, over 2 billion people at any given point in time, as we speak, are interacting with TV content online in some way, shape, or form, right? And they're expressing demand for that content in all sorts of different ways. They're searching for it. They're talking about it. They're critiquing it. They're rating it. They're trying it. They're watching trailers and clips and what have you. They're expressing demand for it. And what that allows us to do is to benchmark Tens of thousands of titles, right? Every every TV show ever made on the same scale, using apples to apples to say here's how much demand this title has versus that title, and that allows us to figure out the relative value of content, which is uh, what the industry is really is really after.
2: Uh, that was the, uh, more than it could have asked for. Thank you for that explanation. That
0: was fantastic. I'm yeah. No, 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 no not never too much here. Sorry. Does just, it no. does does it when you can read this data can explain like. I think it's interesting that most of the the most of the popular TV shows in the United States right now are cartoons, you know, anime or they're animated or shows. Fantasy so. yeah.
2: and fantasy right? though, also but, it's a lot of the same genre. But
0: you're Podcast. talking top five, you're talking Rick and Morty, you're talking uh, uh, Legend of Korra, you're talking yep. SpongeBob SquarePants. Is there any insight into why, like, of all the play, like America's just like we're doing cartoons and mostly kid Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and look, it, it always changes. And, it's, you know, that's the fascinating thing about, like, having real-time data. Because in the past, you needed to, like, you know, wait a week to get the ratings and all that sort of stuff. But right now, it's changing like this. And, you know, so you can have kids stuck at home, suddenly animation spikes up. You know, like, kids go back to school and suddenly that goes back down. And then you get a different type of adult genre that goes up. So it's, it's always changing in real time. And that's the beauty of this, like, having access to real-time data. Right. You see, he's oh, saying
2: the and- key word, though, data. Data. That's where all data data is money now. There's no more money.
0: It's all data. Well, and that actually answers my question too. Like when it it says that America uses the TV as a babysitter, and that's why we're we're seeing a lot of animated shows potentially while people are out of school and kids are all at home watching a lot of animated
1: shows. Oh my God! I was over at my friends, and and their daughter is a couple years old. You know they can try to do whatever they whatever they want with her. She never sits still, right? Put on a cartoon on TV, sit still for hours, and so it's the easy way, lazy way. They feel guilty about it, but (laughs) I
0: I never feel
2: guilty about it. I I don't have one (laughs) bit of guilt about it. I I think my kid is just fine. (laughs) Right? Okay. Wait. Now let me get to this next question because Jason, I know you love this show too, and as do I. But Cobra Kai right? Mm. YouTube. Starts out on YouTube, which I, I guess YouTube realizes we can't do original, and then it goes to Netflix. Netflix is like, now nah, mm. we're buying this, and we're going to mm. continue making it. How does this happen? Walk us through this a little.
1: Yeah. So, so Cobra Kai is one of YouTube's originals, you know, biggest, most popular originals, right? One of YouTube Premium's most popular originals. And, you know, one of the trends that we're seeing more and more of is content that starts out on a certain home, a certain network or platform, and then jumps off to another and ends up somewhere else at a different location. And Cobra Kai is the latest of many, many examples where TV shows start out one place, they build an audience base, but then for whatever reason, they either get canceled and then get picked up later by another network or just get sold. And, you know, in this particular case, YouTube decided that this is not the game they want to play, you know, as far as investing, you know, billions and millions of dollars into scripted original But do the numbers content.
2: play into that? Like, do these analytics 100%, play into 100%, that?
1: hundred mm-hmm. percent. I mean, so the way you think about it is like it's basically moneyball for TV shows. I mean that's right, basically like that. in terms of like yeah you're asking me like you know about data and, and you know what we do and, and how the industry makes these decisions. It's moneyball, right? You, they're playing moneyball with TV shows, and it's it's all about it's all about how popular the show is and how much does it cost, and then you calculate whether it's efficient for you, just as just as you do in moneyball.
0: So and this is something that I've been curious about because you see a lot of these shows that I I assumed were doing better than they were getting canceled from Netflix.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I guess my question is, and maybe this is the answer—is uh, I already know the answer, but like, is it because they need to perform internationally? Is it is the is the pressure on a lot of these shows now, not just to perform well in the United States, but just across the entire world? And that's what could cause like what I would assume is a successful show to
1: not be renewed. That's right. That's right. And and particularly when like when when a platform like Netflix they they license a the title. There's basically two things. Like with Cobra Kai, use that as an example, right? Mm-hmm. When one of these shows. At the highest level they're trying to do two things one attract new subscribers to the platform so people who don't have netflix already that that might come in just to watch cobra kai and two is retain existing subscribers right and so calculating whether a tv show has essentially paid for its cost right is is to what extent did it achieve either and or one of these two objectives did it help us attract new subscribers to the platform and that it help us retain existing subscribers. And you're absolutely right, it's Like it has to be globe, on a global basis. Because when you think, on, okay, we're a platform, we have 200 million subscribers, only 50 of those are in the US. And so you could have a title that could absolutely bomb in the US, but actually could pay for itself back multiple times just because it's really, really popular in a bunch of international markets. So it's so Moneyball my- on a global scale.
2: So, like, uh, why I brought up RuPaul—that's you know—that's very interesting. Why I brought up RuPaul earlier is because RuPaul, Mm -hmm. uh, the Drag Race, is is a Netflix hit in the UK, correct?
1: That's right, and in a bunch of markets. Right, a bunch of international markets.
2: Whereas here, it's not.
1: That's right. That's right. right. So So you see a bunch of exactly. So you see a bunch of TV shows that actually start off on a linear network, and like RuPaul's did, right, on a linear network, and it doesn't. And it performs out in a very, very average and actually gets picked up by a global platform that just has more scale and is able to make it more popular. I'll give you an example and you guys may not know this. So hmm. uh, there's a TV show on Netflix called Money Heist.
0: Mm-hmm. I yes. don't
1: know if you guys have seen it, right? So it's, it's, it's a beautiful show. And it's actually called La Casa de Papel before it was called Money Heist. And La Casa de Papel, most people think, oh, this is a you know Netflix original series. And now it is uh, just as many people think for right? but actually it didn't start out that way. It actually started out on a linear network in Spain on a, on a TV channel called Antenna 3. Now, La Casa de Papel before it was even known as Money Heist, before Netflix picked it up, was just a, an average local TV show in Spain on a TV network there called Antenna 3 doing average ratings. The only thing is, you know, this is rewinding back to 2017, we were seeing the demand for La Casa de Papel spike and just explode internationally all around the world and what that meant was well, that the show was starting to travel it had this global appeal which which none of which you could you know figure and out we're from seeing the local money Heist, average uh, yeah
2: yeah we're seeing the money has trailer right now it's the great show That's as right. where it's uh, speaking and it does look very sexy it's a lot of blue water and, oh, and by the way and this is one of the like, like
1: this year it's one of the biggest shows on the planet Oh, Money Heist! It's in top ten. It's in the top ten most popular TV shows in the world, and which started as a very average TV show and out in Spain. Right, got picked up by Netflix because they saw the global demand for it, and you know now it's it's one of the top ten most popular shows in the world. So there's a ton of these examples. Right. Well,
2: like Riverdale. I know, Jason. We put you had written that on the um, Facebook page, right? Uh, That Riverdale is a a, a worldwide brand, right? Because then this is because of Netflix, right? is that what we're seeing? This is
1: because that's, of right. that's right, and a lot of people think, iced. yeah. And, and and again, a lot of people think like, oh, Riverdale's like a Netflix show. Well, originally it wasn't. <laughs> right? CW. And that's right. And but yeah, you know, well, Sabrina though was right. So they can take the IP and actually create something that crosses over the where you've got an IP crossover, um, and they leverage the success of that show um, to create additional spin offs just to keep you know users engaged with more content that's working on the platform.
2: Well, wait, let me ask something. Let me just be clear about something. So Netflix will buy the library for Sabrina, right, to play the original Sabrinas from NBC or whatever it was. And then because they bought that library, they'll go develop another Sabrina off of that library to re-enhance the viewership in the original library.
1: That's right. They need to originally, of course, get licensed for the IP, so they can Genius. craft new types of IP. That's right, and then create a, a, additional content off it. You know, one of the cool things that um, here's a cool Genius. trend that I think you know the listeners might, might might like. So, one of the the cool trends that we're seeing is actually because a lot of this information, this data, is now publicly available. Like we publish a ton of charts on most popular TV shows, what have you. A lot of the fans are starting to get, you know, more vocal about their support of their favorite TV shows, and so. You know, I was looking up some stats ahead of this, and you know, there are there are now petitions online where fans are mobilizing forces to save their favorite TV show, right? We've seen and this, so, right? This is a big, and it's working. It's absolutely working because they get the attention off of Netflix or an Amazon or whoever that gets, you know. So, like The Expanse gets canceled, Sci-Fi, right, gets picked up right. on Amazon Prime Video, right? Does really well. Well, before that, there's a huge there's a a, mo- a force that was mobilized of of audiences that. Put up a petition on petition.org. Hundreds of thousands of people signing it. they'd so Save it. um Daredevil has got a has got a petition. Um, Sanderson has got a petition. uh and with an E has got seven hundred fifty thousand <laughs> signatures. Are they going to pick .org. that up? You think Anne with an Probably. I mean, at this rate, the 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 pace wow. that is picking up. But you just imagine you got seven hundred fifty thousand, almost a million, petition signatures. These these aren't just casual fans. These are. Avid fans hard, that are so core, passionate, hardcore, hard. yeah. they're going to go to a petition and actually sign their name on it to save their favorite TV show. And so, this is a new trend that we're seeing: is actually fans are being embedded into the success of this content, and they're invested yes. in it.
2: Yeah, I mean, we saw it start with things like, uh, hey, Jace, what was that, uh, you know, the Kristen Bell, uh, what's the show? Oh, uh, Veronica Mars? I you know the one. Yeah. Yeah, Veronica Mars. Yeah, we saw that, and yeah. then that it was like, oh, we're going to kickstart it and, you know, make a movie from the fans. The fans, yeah, that's why podcasts it, are doing it, it went wild. Doing. Yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> that's
2: but it's right. the same thing. Fans want to be embedded. You, you said it, Warren. Fans want to be embedded in this discussion, and that's, that's what's right. happening. We've never seen it before.
1: That's right, and and they're being. I mean, they're they're a lot more sophisticated about understanding the impact that they have on the success of content. Whereas in the past, like you kind of just tune in on TV, right? Like rewind twenty years ago, but now they're actually now they're like mobilizing forces. They're saying, "Hey, how do we increase the demand for our show? Like, how do we make it more popular? Let's go out and spread the word." And so they are, you know, they're mobilizing to, to save, and it's working, as you said. There's there's so many examples of these TV shows they get canceled and picked up again. Um, It's, it's, you know, it's amazing to see. Well,
0: I'm curious about that too, is, you know, it just, my math brain goes crazy and I'm sure you guys have to filter this stuff (laughs) out, but like, how is there a way, do you have to analyze it like against like, cause I I imagine like the value of a certain kind of viewer is better than another type of viewer. And you have to weight these things. Like, how do you, you know, how do you, you know, do you have to figure out like, is this going to equate to more money somehow by these, by bringing the show back or those, viewers actually not like qualified enough to give a shit about because they're gonna they're gonna pirate everything anyway and not be
1: valuable. That's right. That's right. So it's actually there's goes. a lot of work that goes there's a good question. There's a lot of work that goes behind to this money ball of TV show business, right? Um because if you imagine <laughs> like people like if I go on Twitter and I just say, oh I love that TV show, like what does that signal actually mean? Like how do you make money off that signal? You can't. And so what we did, we had to develop a system that exactly as you said, just that has to weight all the individual interactions that people make based on how much demand they indicate right and so the the, you know the simple way that we 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 take is that audiences are voting with their time people are voting with their time so the more time that you invest to interact with a piece of content the stronger that weighting becomes the stronger your demand for that show so if i go and watch three back-to-back episodes of a tv show that's worth you know and Exponentially higher indication of my demand for that show than if I went and you know pressed like on its Facebook page or something, right? right? Because like my cat could have done that by accident, but I (laughs) but you know but my cat couldn't have played three back to back episodes of a TV show and so that's the a a smart, smart cat, cat thinking, yeah, you know, I mean my cat could for sure i a house trained cat man
2: yeah <laughs> saying, my cat definitely playing lots of shows she's got her own profile Go now on. you
1: got your cat and your kid watching this content
2: they <laughs> got their own profiles yeah, that's You have got a
1: profile, man. that's right that's all right, right. Yeah, that's but right. you know this
2: is what I'm saying so you developed your own formula this is what yeah. Jason was saying sorry yeah. this was his that's good right. question you developed yeah. your own formula based on like one guy who tweets one thing about a show is worth X and I got I watch, and a girl watches three shows back-to-back is worth why, et cetera, et cetera. And that's I'm, where you come across this algorithm.
1: That's exactly right. And so this algorithm essentially takes billions of billions of people's interactions with content across so many different places and ingests them all. And basically, you know, it, it tells you, it spits out a number that says, hey, this is how popular this title is versus this title. And it can drive a lot of these decisions. Otherwise, it's overwhelming, man. There's just so much activity online. There's so much you just go on Twitter, I go on Facebook, you know, on YouTube, there's so, or go on Reddit. Like there's so much activity happening online that to make sense of it all and actually make decisions as a producer or for content creator is, is incredibly difficult.
0: Yeah. is it, Has there ever yes. been a show, um, you know, cause I, I'm sitting here and I'm really surprised that SpongeBob is in the yeah. top five for yeah. America. Like that surprises me, me on, on that side of the fence as being the most popular. But has there ever been a show that's really surprised you that, you think is really really popular it gets a lot of buzz over here but it but really it's it's flatter really not as
1: popular as everybody thinks it is um yeah i i think so it's a good question i don't have an example of the top of my head of something Mm -hmm. that was making if if something's making a lot of buzz yeah yeah yeah, you got me (laughs) because something's making a lot of buzz it's because it actually is popular right now what you do what you do get is what you do get is regional nuances, like cultural nuances, right? You get, you might get something that's super popular in the States or even like in parts of the West Coast, but not on the East Coast. You might get something that's super popular, like in, in the UK, but not in Germany, in France, but not in the UK, right? And so, but you get all sorts of things that are super weird, like, yeah, like a Japanese anime being one of the top five most popular TV shows in the US. Um, and you go, wait, that, wait a minute, why does that work? Or like a, a Turkish drama being really popular you know, in, in South America, being the most popular TV show in South America, and you go when is, like when Latin audiences get into like Turkish dramas, you know they yeah. they do. Let's, well,
0: I wanted to say, and I wanted to bring this up because we are the fourth, man. we are the fourth most popular podcast in Greece right now, and I don't know why. Are you,
1: are you serious? <laughs> you you
2: <laughs> I didn't know that until just now, but I'm not gonna act like I'm surprised. I yeah. love the Greek people. <laughs> I want a home on Hydra I'm dying no, for a home on Hydra <laughs>
1: That's right, and you then like, but answering that question sometimes it's hard. It's like, why? Well, I don't know. Like, we gotta look into it. Like, why exactly? <laughs> it's the beard. I'm not shaving the beard until we're number uh, one in
2: Greece. No, don't shave the beard ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's a, oh, Wait. So, <laughs> I like it. Wait. So so. All right. Oh, let me yeah. ask you this. I have I yeah. have a, I have an interesting thought. Can I? Or can someone? Not me. Yeah. I can't do it. But can someone acquire your analytics and use them to reverse engineer popular shows?
1: the only way to reverse engineer popular shows that is to create popularity if that's what you mean for a tv mm-hmm. show yes. is to is to make it more popular which is is to get fans to start interacting with the show people to start watching it and if you're willing to invest which is what marketing is like that's what studios do all the time try to make their tv shows popular so you can't you can't play with the numbers you can't game the numbers the only way to change the numbers is to get because all empirical right all actually it's based on people interacting Fans interacting with content, so the only way to game it, so to speak, is to make the show more popular. Is to get people to
2: well, yeah. But let me let me let me just yeah. let me just before you go too far down the road, let me let me re rephrase a bit. Like for mm. example. Uh, if I'd say, OK, well, I know for sure if I make some sort of supernatural show that mm. I have a better chance at doing this. But it doesn't seem to be the case because you got Rick and Morty next to Umbrella that's Factory, right. you know, Academy, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Right, Jason, you get what I'm saying here. No? Yeah, yeah.
0: You're you're talking about like finding themes. And I'm sure, you know, like yeah. actually saying, OK, these are the ingredients that make that show basically boy banding out content. Yes.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. Yeah. You, and so that, that's right. Well, so that is absolutely being done. Right, So that is like, I can tell you mm-hmm. now, all the studios, all the big platforms, it's a, it's a great question, Cliff, because that's absolutely being done right now. They're all looking at what themes do these, mo- like even Rick and Morty right, or SpongeBob SquarePants. But what does Rick and Morty, SpongeBob SquarePants and the legend of Korra have in common? Like, let's figure that out. Right. right. And so and so basically, like that's the next level of advance, which is, you know, we've developed a system that we you know we call the content genome. And that basically is trying to isolate, like, what are the wait, genes? Oh the
2: content yeah. genome. Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah. And great. so basically, basically, the premise is just like the success yes. of human beings is based on our internal genome. That's why genes make you up. The same thing can be said for content. And the genes of a piece of, a piece of content or a TV show are, you know, the genre, the theme, the, the characters, the, who the actors are and the directors and, and the storyline and what have you. And so that analysis is being done as we speak across tens of thousands of TV shows. So trying to figure out what is the formula, like what is the next big thing and how do we make it? And essentially it is Moneyball. Again, it's trying to lower your risk of failure, trying to increase your batting average. That's what these studios and content creators are trying to do.
2: I mean, that's okay. So wait, let's get to this part because I don't know if you can do this or not, but can you just lay some stat porn on us?
1: You know, just give us some stat porn,
2: <laughs> Jay. Yeah. Like, give us some shows, give us some stuff. I mean, is that possible? Can you can you do that for us?
1: Sure, man. I mean, you can. We 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 have like we have a publicly available website. You guys can go See? and nerd out on it. What? So I can send, oh, I dang. can send it to you guys after.
0: Yeah, please yeah. tell um, us now. Though, I'm just curious. Too. I'm yeah. curious about you know because we know the most popular, but you know I like we like to get ahead of the curve here on uh, yeah. uh, stuck at home. So what are some things, some trending things that we should be looking out for that we could watch and say we were we were watching these things then. 'Cause we're seeing these things kinda start to spike. a yeah,
1: so, fire today. <laughs> he really is, man. He yeah, work. He really is. So I just posted in the in the on the comments a uh, a, t- uh, a website. Um I can't actually participate in the comments, but it's in the private chat, so you guys can put it in the comments. Yeah. Yep. But basically just, it's a yeah. it's a freely yeah, so we're publishing these stats of just what are the most popular TV shows um all around the world, by markets, um globally, by country and what it's enabling fans to do. So all of these stats are actually referenced in all those petitions that we talked about, like, you know, saving a specific TV show that gets canceled, that's right. So you can actually see here that, you know, SpongeBob SquarePants is 105 times the average popular, the popularity of the average TV show. So everything here is benchmarked against the average title. So it gives you a sense of scale. So mm-hmm. Umbrella Academy is 88 times most more popular than the average TV show. And that allows, content creators, producers, you know, these platforms and networks to figure out exactly what is the worth, what is the value of a piece of content to compare on a dollar-per-dollar dollar basis before the they The
2: Mandalorian, 44.2 yeah. times more popular than the average show. Shark Week, by the way, it is plus 216.3% heating up in the United yeah. States. So, so those are shows heating game. up.
1: Week on, that's right. These are, these are things heating up. So that's week-on-week. Week. Shark Week is... I don't know what's happening with Shark Week, and
0: cooling happened. down. Yeah. Look at that. Well, because well, yeah. and, and 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 Shark Week, I think part of the reason it's really it's peaking up because this is, it's it's a it, it only happens once or twice a year, and so right. it becomes popular and fades right. out. Well, um, I have a quick question, um, and this yeah. is something we want. We're going to talk about uh, also Titan. So, and I see it because I'm thinking about Titans. Mm. A show like Titans is a very on a very like niche, you know, DC universe online, yeah, uh, and not necessarily everywhere. And Renewal's kind of weird. Do shows like Titans show up in different? Like, could I, you know, in Turkey would Titans be on Netflix or somewhere else? I, and, and it could be any other show, but do some of these shows that are on niche networks over here appear differently in other countries?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll you like a Star Trek Discovery. You know, um, obviously. A, well, ultimately owned by Viacom, right? So CBS All Access in the US it's on CBS All Access, but internationally mm-hmm. when it first premiered, Netflix had the international rights for it, and so in every single country in the world except for the United States, where it was on CBS All Access. So in the US, American fans thought of like Star Trek Discovery as a CBS All Access show, right? Everywhere right. else, you know, if you like take on get get on a flight and go to London and you log on to Netflix, and it'll say Netflix original series. Star Trek Discovery <laughs> right <laughs> and so and so this content is branded differently actually like in different countries based on like based on the windowing and the rights of it so it's, it's getting super interesting and it's so fragmented right now interesting
2: I mean this is really I, I love that it has TV shows heating down heating up yeah. I, I mean this is yeah, and you can go inside of one so of
1: those good. shows as well um, you can like go inside 13 Reasons Why and see like people who watch that show what else do they watch and figure out like okay this, so I mean, wait so here's snow
2: yeah. so we see here J- jace let me read this a yeah. little of this off so we got the genre the imdb uh mm. rating and now it's 15.5 times different from the market average so it'll tell you that then it gives you uh parrot analytics for the audience title position in demand distribution and then we see it's changed 31.2 percent drop in demand on a rolling right. 30-day average basis, so it's giving you those stats. It's telling you, okay, so it gives you the the, the chart, the graph chart of the weekly demand trend for titles versus the science
0: fiction average. So that's you're right.
2: getting, J- Jason, is you are you getting a math on?
0: Oh yeah, no, i I've got I've got my math on, and I can kind of no, a math on. Oh, I I, oh, I have it. Oh yeah, oh, I have okay. a. Yeah, that's a, what a I was asking. Good. Um, <laughs> But uh, and and, and you know hey, you, can you, you of, guys you
1: guys asked for this, okay? You, you yeah, wanna, yeah, no, no, you no, no, we love it. That's man. Yeah, okay, we love it. <laughs>
0: on, oh yeah, go. no, and you can kind of understand like the the, the Snowpiercer has already had its season finale yeah. a couple weeks ago, and you can right, kind right. of see that's probably that July thirteenth peak is where that was, right. and it's it's dropped since uh it's released last episode. You can that's see right. other titles that are kind of within that percentile, and you can still see it's a yeah. big show in comparison. But it's,
1: uh, and you can see where else it's traveling to. So you can see like all the other countries where it travels to the most. So at the bottom you've got all like, you know, obviously you've got the UK there, you've got France, Canada, Australia, India. Um, and that, all that means is it basically it does 84% as well in Great Britain as it does in the U S it does 79% as well in France as it does in the U S and so and this is the beautiful thing about these stats is that you can actually go on like an Indian show, and of course we'll do the be- the best in India, and then we'll do like fifty percent as well in the United States as it does in India, and so on. Right? It's incredible. It's I incredible. could never
2: run for public office. I don't know any of those abbreviations. They'd be like, I,
0: I, I know. I'm like New Orleans. This is like, this no, was, it's a country. This is interesting. I just wanted to pull up the SpongeBob because I'm curious about it. And you can just see the differential. This is definitely yeah. an American loved show. It's loved over <laughs> all over, but it definitely the green is different. at the top of the chart, and <laughs> yeah.
2: everything else is blue and really tiny, and really next yeah. to it. It's Like every other country is like, what the like? It's well, like what? basically <laughs> our Jerry Lewis
1: to France yeah, right. is what you Sponge know, you SpongeBob. What's interesting. Is. If you scroll all the way down, Jason, like if you scroll all the way down, you've got like people in the right there. Discover more insights. So, people who watch SpongeBob SquarePants, what else are they, What else are you watching over the last seven days? Mm-hmm. And so for every title, you're seeing like what else, like who are these fans and what else are they watching, right? And again, it's like you can see it's a, it's a relatively American thing. But like then Apple you can, pig, cat yeah, but hat. it gets you like, it, it gives you an insight into what is the next big thing. So if you go Snowpiercer, you go, what are people moving on to after Snowpiercer? So that's also part of the equation in terms of programming these services that you know, the executives have to have to look at.
0: Very cool. This Fantastic. is very cool.
1: Yeah,
2: this is amazing. Um, Jason, you got anything else for Warrant or
1: are
0: we I mean, stat it out? i'm i I mean i could ask for about stat stuff all the time but now Mm. i just want to dig into this like i i have nothing to talk to you guys about i'll see you guys in about an hour maybe three days (laughs) um yeah Ward. so everybody can find this we have the website up right jace yep and i'll put i'll make sure i'll put this in the comments too right now so everybody can see it fantastic
2: and uh you're gonna start doing this for podcasts
0: ward
1: uh, we made just, man, but look, you guys are obviously popular in Greece, so, you know. You've got <laughs> Let us know how that works hole. out for us. You That's right. you got a strong foothold to expand on there in the Mediterranean yep. sort of landscape, so I'm glad to help you guys out with that.
0: Bird by bird, mm-hmm. island by island. That's how we roll. That's right. <laughs> that's
1: right. <laughs> All right, ladies
2: and gentlemen, Ward Siegel from Power Analytics. Thank you so much for being here, buddy, and have a wonderful Thanks, guys. weekend.
0: Thank Hopefully. you so much. Thank you buddy. guys
2: Thanks. too.
0: Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Oops.
2: Eh, no, it's all right. I don't need to be
0: there. I removed you. you. I removed my two voice. people at once. I was just so excited. I, I'm just all in those insights. So that, cool. By
2: the way, that's fascinating. It's, I had no it's, idea that site was that in depth. I, I mean, I messed around with it a little before the show, but I'm very impressed.
0: Well, not only am I impressed with just how much data is in this thing, like, it's really curious to me, like, it, it really, um, like, I have some miss perceived notions of what's popular, I think, in my brain, because I think of what I read about and what's got a lot of buzz and what you Me know, too. what uh you know critically I think is really popular or what I read about a lot. But you know, when you start looking at this stuff, I knew that the Umbrella Academy was okay and was good. Um, but I had no idea that it was as popular as it was.
2: I and it's trillion guesses with guns to my head, Gino Quentin, thank you. You see with guns to my head Multiple guns I would not have guessed And I enjoyed Umbrella Academy mm-hmm. Would not have guessed it in, a, in a, 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 I'd
0: be dead No I would be too I mean you know You look at this stuff And you see a second season of it And you you know I, And I think part of it's because You know we live in this world Where there's no more Water cooler discussion anymore Right now right This is as close to a Water cooler discussion As we're going to ever have About awesome. this so you don't necessarily Recognize the popularity Or lack of popularity Of something anymore um that 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 a show like that which i don't think got the first season to me got zero buzz like i didn't remember anybody talking to it about it after it was released or i i I could probably ask 10 of my friends hey have you seen the show and i would expect none of everybody to go oh that thing i didn't know what that was yeah and for
2: me the main topic of conversation that swirled the only topic of conversation that swirled around the first season of that show was like yo gerard way ain't singing no more (laughs) No, you can always sing, man. He's always a singer. He He's always cut his larynx out and just yeah. say, we're right now. But, <laughs> but yeah, that was like, but you're right. You're dead on point with that. There was a very minimal discussion around that first season at best. Netflix, Netflix, Amazon, these guys are just, they're throwing, listen, they are trying to get you to buy this content, to buy a phone or to buy Prime for shipping. And you know what? I think it's a blessing to our business.
0: Yeah. Do you want to know what the top five uh shows in U- the UK are right now? Hell Any yeah, guesses do. on anything? Is it Harlan
2: Coben? No, it's no. Be Harlan Coben.
0: Harlan it's Coben's a- murder by murder. Oh, that's so funny. Doctor Who, which I guess would make sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Peppa Pig. Which is an- <laughs> which is their Spongebob. That's, sp- that's our Spongebob. Their SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> Peaky Blinders still. Everybody still yes. loves Peaky Blinders. Nothing not to love. Britain's got talent. And. I, I'm, I'm actually pretty I can happy. I see for, it. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm actually pretty happy for this last one. It's just like, okay, okay, Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean is still in the Mr. top Bean five still? of UK. <laughs> yeah,
2: this guy. How did he know? He's there, Jerry Lewis. He's there, Jerry
0: Lewis. Mr. Bean. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and I wanna I wanna throw this out there just because this is the most in-demand originals. Um th- so this is a little bit different. I think they view the in-demand local TV shows, but here's the most in-demand originals is Umbrella Academy still, because that's number one everywhere. Mandalorian Stranger Things. That show Dark, which I never got into, but number five, my friend, is the Doom Patrol. Great Britain gets oh, it. Oh, it is Yep.
2: Great Britain gets it. And that's why they like Umbrella. You know, because they realize, oh, wait, I like Umbrella Academy. Uh, let me watch this Doom Patrol. Oh shit, Doom Patrol is good. I went reverse. I went, let me watch Doom Patrol because of you. And then I got back into Umbrella Academy because of you. Because I was like, oh, it's so similar. Yeah. Both equally different and great.
0: Uh, if yeah, I had to no. pick, I'm picking uh, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Me too. Every right. day of the week, I'm picking Doom Patrol. I think it's funnier, it's smarter. Uh I think the acting's better. Um I do like the action sequences in Umbrella Academy a little bit better. I think some of the they you know they always have to do the 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 the, the fight scene to a, a song that I remember.
2: Yeah, listen, that is pretty cool. And and there's so many things about it that are cool. Listen, and I thought the season uh finale of season 2 for the Umbrella Academy was far better than the season finale for the Doom Patrol season mm-hmm. 2.
0: I agree. I will, 100%. I will say that. Well, and I also think that's partially because Umbrella Academy released the entire season and Doom Patrol ended five episodes before the actual ending of that that's season.
2: That's right. We discussed this. You had brought up that, but that's a very good point that they weren't writing that as a season finale.
0: That was, yeah, the that was that... like
2: a mid-season break.
0: Yep. Um, Here, I just want to show you Canada because I think this yeah. is interesting too. Uh, Canada also has a cartoon at number one with Paw Patrol. That's their SpongeBob.
2: Jason's pulled back up the website because he's got the biggest raging math on you've ever seen. Oh, I'm just
0: really excited. I just love (laughs) knowing what other people like. Go, 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 go. Keep going. So so we got Paw Patrol at number one. Schitt's Creek number two. Thank goodness. Canada's drag race, which doesn't even have RuPaul in it, but it's number three. Uh, Vikings and uh, and a very Canadian thing for number five, The News. (laughs) The News. The news, CTV okay. News, is the the fifth most in demand show. Uh, I didn't mean to go into that. Is and the then, news
2: in Canada super nice? Do they only be. report nice stuff? It must. Be like, hey, someone people- smiled at me on my way to work today.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that happened. Man pick, buys coffee for for other man. That man yeah. is me. Here you go. Um, yeah. yeah. yeah um, and then you know, when we talk about the most in demand originals, again, we're still talking Umbrella Academy, again, big across the country. Mandalorian has still got a lot of popularity. Now I understand why the hype and everybody's like, we gotta keep the Mandalorian alive. It's global. Yeah, dark again. And and Barka says, uh, we should re- I should really watch this. I'm gonna give Barca I'm gonna give that a chance.
2: Yeah, I will too. I, I was the same as you, Jay. So I was like, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. <laughs> three, to-
0: three times. I've got that, yeah. Um, uh, and then Doom Patrol, they like they like the bo- Doom Patrol over there and Stranger Things, so it's an interesting, you know, it's really interesting to see this stuff. I, you know, I I, I assume more. Um... You know marketable stuff there But it's it's definitely still This is a lot of American TV And yeah,
2: Jason's still scrolling down on this site And we got you know it's interesting because you see the shows And you see the front pages you know like for those Of you who are just listening you can see the Whatever the cover is or the poster is Like Avatar poster is cooling down In Canada Titans is cooling down Snow it's like you said Snowpiercer ended So it's cooling down Warrior Nun Probably ended too right all the other Yeah
0: Warrior Nun was, uh, um, was released in Netflix Back in June uh, mm-hmm. j- late July, um, and uh, do they do original uh, movies on here too? Sorry, Jason. So, the, so, but they do well. They do Netflix series. It looks like so that's a limited series. So it it released a while ago. So it's probably cooling down because it's been out for a little while. Uh, Umbrella Academy's come out since then. Other shows has come out since then. That kind of stuff. Oh
2: no, but I was asking you um, on the site do do they do uh, do they show like a, like where's Project Power fall? You know what I mean? Oh like yeah, original
0: movies. That that's a good question. I'll have to yeah, I'll have to kind going. of look a, look around a little bit to see where different things are. It's it's not necessarily built for uh us <laughs> like uh, the consumer so much as it's built really for it looks like it's TV demand metrics. So when I look at this it says explore TV demand metrics. So I think the the focus here is 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 specifically to TV and not necessarily broken down for film. Um but oh, uh that's yeah. interesting.
2: But that's and where I get, I asked the question, sorry, um, I'll just say, it. I asked the question where it's like, what is TV anymore? And what is film?
0: Yeah. Well, okay. I'm wondering if it's, you know, and I, I think that that's a very valid question. I think that, you know, I think it's probably a different, you know, I think that, you know, that, that, that what you probably are having to do with TV versus with film is these things have longer term, uh, footprints in the conversation online, you know, every week or, over a long term, you're seeing these series be talked about, and it's probably a lot easier to gather that information because the hype cycle on movies, I think, and if I remember this right, because I used to work in marketing for TV, for film specifically, is the hype cycle for movies is all beforehand. You do all your promotion beforehand, and then you let it go. You Once the the, the thing's out in the wild, you basically are done marketing, it, Right. With TV, it's different. You have that hype cycle lasting throughout the entire series up until maybe it's, you know a certain point where you say, "I gotta, I gotta cut bait," or I can keep going. But that, but that marketing and that that awareness ha- factor has to last a lot longer.
2: You're absolutely right. And you know, for from the other end, uh, you know, if you had a movie coming out or your shows, on a, it, you're getting your next job right. You're either getting your next job right when you book the job to write the thing, or you're getting it when the movie's coming out before they actually know how it's going to do. So the four to eight weeks hype before the movie comes out is when you want to get your job. You know, because if the movie tanked, but, but why I bring that up is because what you were talking about, it, it had that build towards the hype, right, for those weeks, and then the movie would go away. So unless the movie had legs, it was what they called it, right? And legs meant it would stay in the theater more than three or four weeks, which was almost unheard of, right? right. Now, like you said, the movies are around just like the TV shows. If you didn't catch Project Power this week, you can catch it next month or next year because it's right. sitting right there waiting for you. It doesn't
0: have another release date. Right. Everybody becomes that person at the office. It's like, hey, I just saw (laughs) Adaptation. You ever see this show? Nicholas Cage plays two people, his own brother. It's amazing. It's like it came out on Netflix. Yeah, right. It's like
2: (laughs) (laughs) you're absolutely right, man. And that's I think we're we're that's where I'm saying where does the divide happen anymore? It's like film was like a more rarefied air. You'd go to the theater. This is what we've been talking about with the loss of the theater and why this is happening. You know, it's all available.
0: Yeah. Real quick. I just wanted to, uh, to, uh, Barkhad asked to do this and and I want to respect that because he was curious what the Indian charts look like. Now here's the first time I'm looking at five movies that I've never heard of before or shows I see. I that see. I've never seen. Great. Misapur. And I don't want to, I'm not going to say all these words cause I don't want to, I don't want to butcher any of this stuff, but right. Cause they're
2: not at all in like, you could say the Kapil Sharma show.
0: Yeah, you know, and sacred, sacred games.
2: games, right? And then there's two in between there that I'm not going to try to butcher either. Yep. Um, but they well, India's greatest epic, it says, so we could say that, yeah. Um, but which yeah, seems I like it's
0: it might be an older movie, right? Like it yes. almost looks like a Ben Hur, right? Like that might be. And and Barker, maybe you could tell us, is that an older movie, like, or is that something new?
2: Yeah, so we'll wait for Barker to let us know that, but it is interesting because there, India is very much uh, doing what the hell they want. Yep, and they're, then you're not in line with anyone else except in the originals except, category,
0: where we start talking about Stranger right. Things, The Dark, and Umbrella Academy.
2: Right, and it's all there. Yeah, that's why Bark is loving Dark. Yep, you know it's it's really hitting there, and the ones that are heating up, oh, a suitable boy, oh, the alienist is heating yeah. up. Dakota Fanning. How can you <laughs> ever go wrong with Dakota Fanning?
0: That's right. Yeah, uh, Man on Kirk. fire cursed uh which is uh a show that i haven't watched that i've heard you know we've talked about that was put po- you saw that did you end up watching that whole show cursed yeah no i don't. did you tell me to no i thought we had talked we talked about it a little bit with uh our friend from rotten tomatoes that's that oh, one with
2: jacqueline fully yeah
0: yeah the one about uh it's the Let's one about like on. the lady uh it's like the story of king arthur female king arthur
2: Ooh, that's right we did talk about this it's sword in the stone yeah with a with a female lead, yep. Right? Yep. yeah, right, yeah, uh, yeah, and it's heating up. Three hundred and two. I mean, yep. a suitable boy is up six hundred and eight point eight percent. Interesting. I, I mean, just to give you an idea, the the fifth show there is only up one hundred and sixty eight percent. Just so you see the but difference. The
0: trend real high, and but I, I'll, I'll say this too: you notice like demand on these things when you compare this to the American ones, right? You have twenty seven percent. Look at this comparatively. Look at how much different their top tens are as uh, in when it comes to demand right Mm -hmm. shows in the united states it's 105 88 the lowest is 51 a lot of these other countries um hits aren't that big in comparison to you know it's 10 15 times bigger uh a hit in 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 europe and india now and canada whereas in the united states a hit is a a, everybody is watching it in comparison
2: yeah, it really is a, a very big differential. And, and we're seeing, but again, content is king here. I, that's something, that, you know, if you want to worry or wonder about our business, it's not going anywhere. You know, it's just going to keep evolving and being malleable. But content is king or queen. Content is, you know, I don't know if we could say king anymore. It feels very sexist. So content should be ruler. Content is the, uh, what's the word? The dictator.
0: <laughs> yeah content is content is the king um yeah but i'm saying we
2: can't maybe that, say that anymore that's true. that's true that's yeah. true right content so content is the leader content yeah i like that let's go with that let's leave it alone. oh
0: yeah and and and, and Barka just reminded us that that show that we were talking about because this is not tv these are all series so that series that that show that i was asking about is a series
2: yeah okay
0: Hindi gotcha. based he says it's uh hindi based
2: okay perfect I mean, uh, this is a real wake up call, mm-hmm. even just as someone who is a creator, you know, and, and someone who has to go sell a show or whatever. This is a real interesting wake up call.
0: It really is. It's really interesting paid. to think. And, you know, it really ties back. I want to see if I can actually get into shows that aren't, you know, this might be, you know, and I, I'm i I'm pretty sure that this is what this is. This is mm-hmm. showing you the top five. This is showing you the top whatever. I'm pretty sure that it'll co- it'll cost me a lot of money this weekend to for me to be able to go in and actually analyze all the shows because the first thing i'm going to do is go see where ted lasso sits
2: (laughs) i was thinking the same thing how do we find that out right away they can't
0: just search it can you no you can't and i think that that's part of the thing this is a lot like hey here's the here's the top but as you start digging down and really getting money ball with this oh i mean i mean that's what they're asking yeah exactly
2: like you entice because ward's like yeah okay now pay
0: yeah absolutely (laughs)
2: because we'll tell you everything that's going on. I bet there's some real deep dive stuff in there.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could probably sit there and get through and dig into every (laughs) single piece. It's a lot like it's like a a lot like any data data analytics system. We could go through and get everything we need once we actually dig in there. But that's where the cost comes in, because that's where the real value is. You know, you look at these as the you know, these are the outliers. These are the big things. But what you really want to find out is where the diamonds in the rough are. Right. If you're a if you're a network, you want to look at something that's that's, that's, that's smaller, that, that has a really low footprint, but has a lot of potential growth in these small markets, you know, you really got to dig into that data and, and figure out the right queries to do.
2: Yeah. You know what you want to do? You want to find like the 20th show, right? You know, in the top 20 shows, number 20 in -hmm. the top 10 markets and see how similar all those shows are, all the ones that land at 20, that Mm -hmm. would be the way I'd start the algorithm. Yeah. So I'd say, like, you want to find those shows, so 20, 20, 20 so you'd find those 10 top 20s, or, yeah. you know, the 10, 20th shows. Then you'd see if they're all the same genre. So you break them down by genre, you break them down by theme. Have you ever looked at that site, Blinkist, still? that Did you, did you ever take a look at that, where you can read oh, yeah. all these books in 20 minutes?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is, absolutely. is it good? Yeah, it's great. It's really like great. A
2: similar algorithm, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You, you, And the other part you want to look at, too, is, you gotta, you gotta, you have to cross reference this against cost, right? And you gotta mm. ca- cross reference this against Smart. licensing agreement, right? So you look and go, okay, I found this small market show that costs nothing to make, but it's 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 hitting this. The, the percentage on it is way bigger for its cost than what you know than actually what it you know what it's getting. So maybe it's a top, maybe it's top fifty, but it but it, it's a, it but you're paying like top two hundred prices for you know production.
2: You're very right. And, and, you know, artists who are listening to us who are wondering, well, why does that matter to me? I'm just the one creating the show. Well, I'll give you an example of what Jason's talking about and how it works in an artist's favor is that he, who's I love, but whose name will no longer be mentioned, went in to sell his very, you know, popular TV half hour show, let's say at FX. And he asked one question, what's the least amount of money I can make this show for per episode? Where you leave me alone. And when you can figure out that number, that's
0: how you can get creative control. That's exactly saying, it. So you can combine both. Exactly. And 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 it's always good to know what you, you know, there's something to be said for creating a show, you know, like some of the shows that are the biggest things, and it's part of the reason reality TV had its big bump is how do I make a show that's compelling for a lot of people the most efficient way possible? And and being able to you you can use those constraints to actually make really great and compelling television or movies. Right. Yeah. Living in a box isn't always the worst thing in the world. It's just the it just it allows you actually a lot of creative freedom to work within it.
2: Yeah. And I mean, listen, whatever the richest, uh, you know, uh, the highest paid reality show star, you know, and by the way, I'm using air quotes on mm-hmm. star um, is getting paid. Uh, it's not. A tenth of what the owner of the show is making. Not absolutely. the case in scripted stuff and stuff with IPs. That's why what Jason's saying, they stayed in the box. They said, oh, we won't use SAG. We won't use unions. We won't do, you know, Mike Fleiss, that guy. I mean, how, that money, might, that guy might, who created The Bachelor, guy might have as m- much money as Bezos.
0: Yeah, absolutely. These guys have huge amounts of money. Look at, you know, everything that, uh, What's the biggest doesn't... bachelor
2: has, you know, maybe it was $3 million. I mean, I'm saying, you know, right. Not from the bachelor, by right. the way.
0: No, oh, yeah. Right. Just from endorsements. Yeah. From, from other deals or doing additional features or just going to yeah. con- conventions. Um, And the other side of it too, like look at podcasting. I mean, that's something that we do in podcasting a lot is it's not about like, because we want to hit the most people and we want to make sure it's successful and visible. Like sometimes we can't do big productions, like doing a huge expensive production would never get off the ground there's very few of them th- that have these ultra ultra high budgets because Was you're not getting enough people and you're never going to make the money back and so you know you try and find different ways to make really great content in not necessarily the cheapest way but the most effective way and that's always how you have to look at it is like how effective can i be and how many people can i get out to because if i do a 5 episode run of a show or a 2 episode run of a show and i have to blow a million dollars on two episodes Never going to make any of that money back. And 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 never. it might be the greatest thing you've ever heard in your ears, but nobody's ever going to hear it because you're not going to be able to, you know, you're never going to be able to to justify that money to anybody.
2: Yeah. And it's a, it's a, um, it's just such an interesting slope. was what I'll say. I was going to say slippery, but it's, it's more interesting to me. And I, I, I think it's all this combination of what we have been discussing the fans being a big part of this stuff now. Yeah. A big part of the sculpting of it. Go on.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think that that's, that's part of this part that's really great because, you know, when you, all you're using is TV, Nielsen analytics to decide what shows stay or go. You end up with a lot of shows that a lot of people actually don't watch. You know, when you actually get the fans involved like this, this is actually the smarter way where we can actually see some stuff. Like, I didn't expect to see Titans on that list. And maybe that means that there's a chance that Titans comes back. It means that maybe there's a chance that, you know, some of these, you know, I know that they're actually, Netflix is actively working on an, uh, a live action version of that Avatar show and they're trying to do it right because, they, you know.
2: Of Avatar Airbender.
0: Airbender. Right, okay. Um, because of all the success and, and, and you'll start to see more of that stuff. And I always, I always kind of question where that comes from. Why is, all of a sudden, I, I've asked you, like, why all of a sudden we, do we need this show right now or this mm-hmm. remake? But this kind of gives me a, real, a better indication of why. Yeah, that's why I was asking about the
2: reverse engineering stuff, because now I'm positive that's what everybody's doing. Yeah. You know, they're taking, it's like the same thing we're looking at, you know, that I hear people, well, the reason I know about it is because of storylines and TV shows, right? But people talk about using the keywords for the elections, right? This is the same concept. Yep. You know, you can figure out if someone's going to vote by figuring out what they're searching the most. So Absolutely. if we can figure out what they're watching the most, we can figure out what they're going to watch the most. It's just, you know, <laughs> just... Fucking math. <laughs>
0: well, it all is, right? There's a, Science, there's a bitches. There's an edu- there's a there's a there's a there's a formula for everything, and it's just a matter of getting the right variables in there to get the answer you want.
2: Right. You know, I mean, um I I wouldn't have said that answer was Umbrella Academy. No, but, but who kn- now this you is know what the world as a you know, and that's interesting too. It's this is what the world as a whole is agreeing on.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? It's a it, maybe you could solve other things from it. Who knows? Well, if we're all agreeing, like if everyone can agree, like, you know, how many people does it take, let's say to make up what Umbrella Academy's uh, numbers is, you know, based on parrot analyticals? Is it 3 billion? Is it a billion people? So let's just say it's a billion. If a billion people can all agree on Umbrella Academy, then we can figure out the psychology of this billion people to make them all agree on like a world idea.
0: Yeah, uh, hey. it's not that crazy. Not necessarily. No, it's not. It's not. And it's in, in, what I do like about it too is that you can you, like you, just like you're saying, we can find some common ground. Also, not just agree on stuff. We can actually find things that we could talk about together. This is, you know, it, <laughs> not to really simplify it, but like it reminds me of Close Encounters. Right? You just got to find the right, you know, the right symphony to put in front of everybody so we could talk to each other.
2: Right, But if you, we have to go, but what you're saying, I just want to say one more thing to elaborate on. If you took world leaders and sat them down at these treaty talks, but the first thing that was on the agenda is what shows they like. Mm-hmm. and that's all they could talk about for the first hour of the treaty, yeah. I guarantee you we'd have a lot more fucking peace. I
0: agree. I really do.
2: Yeah, that's all I'm saying. All right. well, that's it, right? We're done. What is on our weekend? All right, oh, we're good. gonna go enjoy our weekend. By the way, we're gonna go see the premiere tonight, Jason and I, of David Arquette's You cannot kill David Arquette, which is on VOD now all over the place. We're going to the drive-in premiere, which is in the city of industry, which I believe you can still buy tickets for. but yeah. we're not buying tickets. That being <laughs> said, Jason and I are going together. We're, we're we're gonna watch this thing. cannot wait. he hasn't seen I'm it so yet. Excited. but I cannot out of and I don't say this lightly. I cannot recommend this more highly. Buy this documentary, You Cannot Kill David Arquette, rent it, just watch it. You will love it. I promise you. You will love it. It's got everything that the world likes. It's got violence. It's got mental health. It's got celebrity. And I overran the show to say this. (laughs) You Cannot Kill David Arquette. Okay, everybody, stay safe, stay sane, stay
0: strong. Jason Smith. Take care, everybody. Love ya. (laughs) Bye. Have a great day. Good.